Welcome to the official podcast for the Bible quizzing program of the Pentecostals of Marshall. This podcast is a resource for our Bible quizzers and Bible quiz families with the goal of producing knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the scriptures that are being memorized. Welcome back to the podcast, Bible quizzers. This episode is about the section of material titled, Men Wrote the Words of the Bible as They Were Divinely Inspired by God. And I have some good news for you. We're going to start today's episode with a quiz. Isn't that exciting? Okay, so get ready. This quiz just has one question. And here's the question. How many authors does the Bible have? Okay, if you answered one, give yourself a pat on the back. You got it right. The Bible has only one author, God. And that's what we learned in the last episode. If you didn't get the right answer, that's okay. It was kind of a trick question because even though the Bible only has one author, it has many different writers. In writing the Bible, God used 40 men over a period of about 1,600 years. So the Bible has one author and about 40 writers. Okay, if you're scratching your head still, let me try to explain. God was the author of every word of the Bible, but he didn't actually do the physical act of writing all the words. He used dictation. He spoke to the words that he wanted written down, and that's exactly what dictation is. You may have seen someone do that with their smartphone or their computer before. You speak the words and the smartphone or the computer writes them down. God is the author. He spoke and his writers wrote what he had spoken to them. That's exactly what 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 tells us. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now that phrase, given by inspiration of God, literally means that God breathed the words. It was like God was breathing on these men that were writing their words. And he was saying, write these words. So let me give you a few examples from our material. I'll give you a portion of scripture, the words that God actually spoke, and you try to give the scripture reference. Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. Do you know what scripture that was? If you said Exodus 34, 27, you got it right. Okay, let's try another. Now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. Which verse is that? If you said Isaiah chapter 30 verse 8, you're right. Okay, one more to go. Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto thee in a book. Did you get this one? It's found in Jeremiah chapter 30 
verse number 2. So hopefully you understand better now that there was one author and many writers of the Bible. The men who wrote the Bible didn't just write whatever they wanted to write. They only wrote what God inspired them by the Holy Ghost to write. Now, can you think of another scripture that teaches us that? How about 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21? Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. In other words, these holy men didn't just write whatever they wanted to write. They wrote what the author, God, by the Holy Ghost, told them to write. Okay, parents, let's talk briefly about why this is an important doctrine for our children to understand. At first glance, it doesn't really seem like that big of a deal, but if we understand the modern issues with the authority of God's Word and the many ways in which it's attacked, uh, suddenly this doctrine becomes very, very important. One of the main ways that the authority of God's Word is attacked is through what is called higher criticism. A simple definition of higher criticism is the study of the literary methods and sources discernible in a text. And the first mistake that is made is that the Word of God is treated as just another piece of literature that somebody wrote. The text is dissected and evaluated the way that scholars would with a piece of Shakespearean poetry or one of the literary classics. And many times people with not so good motives do this in an attempt to introduce doubt to the claims and the accuracy of the scriptures. And of course, it's easy to imagine that there could be errors if just a bunch of imperfect men authored the Bible. But these men, imperfect though they were, did not author the Bible. God authored and they wrote. God breathed and they penned what the Holy Ghost moved them to write. Every word of scripture is divinely inspired and without error. And we're going to talk more about that in our next episode. Thank you so much for listening today. I want this podcast to be a blessing to our Bible quizzing program, and I hope that you enjoy it. I'd love to have some feedback from you on the show. If you're listening on the Anchor app on your mobile device, you can leave me a voice message directly in the application. If you're listening on your podcast application of choice, whether it be Apple iTunes or Overcast or another application, feel free to email any questions or feedback to the first follower plus sign bq at gmail.com. Again, that's T-H-E, the number one, S-T, follower, plus sign, B-Q, for Bible quizzing, at gmail.com. And if you, whether quizzers or parents, have a good question or comment, it could even be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening and have a great day.